Hey, ladies of faith, I'm Jenny Pecklow. I am the host of our new podcast. It's a podcast we hope will make the community of women at faith feel smaller and more connected. We'll be releasing them periodically over the next several months. So if you don't want to miss even one episode, hit that subscribe button and I hope you'll join me. Thanks for listening. Well, welcome back. I um, have another friend with me today, and uh, it's Mandy, and I'll let her introduce herself in a few minutes, but um, I wanted to tell you about a few things that Mandy and I share and that I appreciate about her, but we've known Man- I've known Mandy a long time. Um, we were in the home group together many years ago when we had babies and um, shared lots of dinners together. Um, our home group would come to church for a, a period of years, we'd come to church, I think on Sunday nights and... Friday nights. Was it Friday? Oh, gosh. I we had, had no other social life. <laughs> okay. Friday nights. And um, we brought all the kids and, and everybody. And whoever's turn it was to cook, they cooked for everybody. And then you got five or six weeks off. So that was great. But the week you cooked, you really cooked for a lot. And that was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed cooking. And I enjoyed having the five weeks off. Yes. That was always it was so nice to come and not have to worry about dinner. So we would meet here and we'd eat. And the kids would eat with us. And then they'd run out in Fellowship Hall and... Sometimes we did need to get babysitters because they were a little bit young, but we eventually moved into the time where they could just run and behave themselves and then clean up or mostly behave themselves. So um, we've got some fun memories um, back there. So I was talking to you a few days ago, and um, this theme of turtles keeps coming up. I don't know why. So it first came up when you and I met at Panera, and you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm kind of like a turtle. I um, like to come out of my shell when I'm ready. And then I can go back in when I'm ready. And since then, um, I was helping in childcare yesterday, and a little turtle came in, and that was a fun surprise. And Tim's gone on walks and seen lots of tur- I don't know. There's been lots of turtles, so I'm not sure what God's trying to tell me about turtles. But turtles keep coming up. But it, but it was interesting how you referred to yourself as a turtle. How you can just come out and go back in. And so I appreciate you. You know, taking that risk and coming out and doing the podcast, why don't I let you introduce yourself? And then maybe you can share with me why Why are you doing this? Why are you taking this jump or this risk? Why are you willing to come and share a little bit? What is so important that you're willing to come on the podcast? So why don't you tell me about yourself and then we'll move into that. Well, I'm Mandy Schlonegger and I've been attending Faith Church for many years with my husband, Randy. Yes, Mandy and Randy, <laughs> with and our two daughters, Rachel and Emily. Mm. I guess I could go back even further. I was born and raised in the flat farmlands of northwestern Ohio, mm. and I'm still a country girl. Mm. I think that turtle bit means I grew up kind of in an isolated place where there weren't a lot of people. We didn't have neighbors. Mm-hmm. We had fields mm-hmm. around us, and I just learned how to get by on my own mm. and to be alone. So yeah. it has followed me through for all of my life and the, how many years? 30 years of being a caramel person <laughs> has not taken that away from me. Mm. Well, and... Because you still do a lot of gardening, right? That's one of your... Well, yes, I love to garden. Mm-hmm. I um, 
And you've always, did you grow up gardening and you've always gardened? I think that as a child, I didn't know a single person who did not garden. Hmm. That would have been just a thought that was unbelievable. Like, you don't have a garden, everybody gardened. Okay. It was just what you did. You lived in the country uh -huh. and, you know, three-fourths of the people are farmers. And mm -hmm. even those that weren't farmers still raised a lot of produce. Mm -hmm. And then they canned it? Canned it, yep. froze it, ate it, yep. whether you liked it or not. Okay. But I was a picky eater, but my mom said I ate my vegetables, so she was happy. <laughs> well, that was good. Okay, so you are Randy and Mandy, and you have two girls, and they're grown and doing their own thing now. The other thing you and I share, it's different but the same, is family camp. You guys... Your kids grew up going to family camp. That's something you just did every summer. And you went to Cedar Campus, and we went to um, Forest Springs. But that was just something near and dear to our heart that we still do, and you guys still do. You're right. We still do it. I can remember when one of Emily's friends, when she was in high school, said, Why are you so excited about family camp? I can't stand my family. <laughs> And then that friend found out that we go to family camp together and we sleep together and we eat together and then we wandered off and encountered God mm. in with different groups and in different ways and right. had just a um, a delightful time. Right, a different place to find community, right? Mm -hmm. Around God's beauty. We have close friends that we see mm. one week a year. Yeah, those relationships built mm -hmm. over years. Yeah. Love that. And we are scheduled to go back this year. Yeah, it's been over twenty years with, I think, over only COVID as a as a break. Wow, just that one year or two. Okay, that one, one year, year. Yeah. and we did our own family camp at home, where okay. Randy took you know we people took vacation and we had activities and we planned a menu and had cooking crews and cleaning crews and. Hmm and even invited a guest speaker to speak to us, otherwise known as an audio book. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever works, that And we good. had the honey pot, which was just the place you could go buy snacks, and I bought all sorts of snacks, but they were all free. Mm. But, <laughs> but that's how it is up there, because you open an account, and then you can just go and right. get your snacks until you've used up your money yeah. that Dad gives you. But yeah oh i love summer camp mm -hmm. family camp yes so you guys go to cedar campus it's now called cedar bay and your daughter works there. and my daughter works there so you'll get to see abby up there that will be fun yeah so mandy you have come out of your shell for us today because you want to share with us a little bit about your spiritual journey and some things along the way so why don't you share that with us you know, when um, I was approached asking if I wanted to do one of these Get to Know You podcasts, of course, my first thought was, no way. <laughs> I've been but asked... it's not that bad, is it? Tell the other women it's not that bad. No, it's wonderful. Thank you. Jenny is so delightful. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound real, does it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But... <laughs> You know, in other years when asked to do faith stories, my husband and I both said, no, thank you. Oh. It's just not our nature to be, mm. to bear our souls and to be really open. Mm -hmm. But this time when I was approached and asked, and of course she didn't ask for an answer right away, 
Andrea's smart, you know. Yeah. I thought about it and I said, this, this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Wow. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do it was because it gives me a chance to share some of this, my spiritual journey from the last few years. Mm. Now, you've been a Christian for a long time. Oh, yes. But something, what was missing or what was significant that happened a few years ago? Well, you know, I think that, one, we all change and grow in maturity, or at least that's the goal for us to grow in our maturity Mm -hmm. in our Christian walk. And I think I have done that, but in the years, it's hard to keep track. I'm not the most consistent journaler, but Mm -hmm. every so often, if I can find the notebook (laughs) I had (laughs) at the time, I could see occasional journal entries. I found myself, as I was leading Bible studies and mm. and praying, and just this desire that there is something more, and mm. knowing that that there was there was more to my walk with God than what I was currently doing, and and I can thank God that He put that desire or that empty space Mm -hmm. within me and that I was aware of it Mm -hmm. and I would say that that desire or I don't know desire awareness Mm -hmm. simmered for quite a while and I you know I did things and life is good and you just go on Mm -hmm. and then at one point I found myself after having led a bible study saying when it was all over asking myself why do I pray Hmm. What benefit does prayer do? God knows everything. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to tell him things? And who am I to tell God what to do? Mm-hmm. And that was enough to um, prompt me to to look for answers. So, um, did it feel like there was a hole and something was missing or there just was a hunger for something more? Like, I know there's more of you, God. I want it. And then you had this question and you decided to pursue God to mm-hmm. answer this question. It was not really, a, well, I don't know if it was a hole, but I think it was just a hunger or a realization that when I was thinking about God and praying to God, that my concept of God was, I don't know, cloudy. Hmm. Like I hadn't gone out into the sun mm-hmm. for for too long, and it had been cloudy, and mm-hmm. that I knew all about God, and I could tell you, and the words are all there, mm-hmm. but I hadn't been spending enough time in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Not that I wasn't praying, and not that I didn't right. believe, just that I found myself, when I was asking these questions, I turned to to the Lord's Prayer, because when the disciples said, teach us to pray, Mm -hmm. Jesus gave them something. And that's what I went to to start with. And started, it was summer, I said, I'm gonna do my own word study and Bible study on the Lord's Prayer. And I started doing that. I started reading books about prayer. It's amazing the number of books you can find on the Lord's Prayer. Mm so many it could lead it would it led me to distraction okay you know i could just i love knowledge and accumulating Mm. knowledge but i wasn't i was after more than knowledge because i didn't need more knowledge right 
And when I started that, just med- like meditating, chewing on the Lord's Prayer, the very first phrase, Our Father. Mm-hmm. And when I thought about that, I found myself thinking, Jesus didn't say, he didn't tell us to, to address God with some great lofty thing. He mm-hmm. said, Father, and it's not just Father, but Our Father, that mm-hmm. Jesus was sharing his Father mm-hmm. with me. And that was just so meaningful. Hmm. That just the, you know, the accumulation of all the knowledge I have of understanding just a little more about what it means for God to adopt us and want me, little mm-hmm. old me, mm-hmm. as his beloved daughter. Hmm. Yeah, a lot more than just knowledge, right? It's yeah. Feeling or basking in the sun, right? And mm-hmm. feeling the sun again. Yeah, and getting out of the house and being outside. Mm-hmm. And oh, like in when it when is it after February when you haven't seen the sun for weeks, and then right. suddenly it's there and it's so bright and it's so warm and it's so mm-hmm. good that you were like, how could I, you know, mm-hmm. have lived without that? Right. And and that was good. Yeah. And so you studied the Lord's Prayer, Mm -hmm. and then how did that move you on, or how did that continue to develop? Well, and as I was praying the Lord's Prayer that summer, and using it as a template for prayer, Mm -hmm. I found myself, as I went on, oh, a couple more phrases, your kingdom come, your Mm -hmm. will be done, Mm -hmm. and that that phrase always makes me pray for revival. So I was praying for revival in the church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not like this is, I don't know whether it was every day, I don't know how often, but praying for revival. And then at one day as I was doing that, I said, and Lord, let it start with me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was a significant step, that instead of praying for them over there, right, I was asking God to have his way in mm-hmm. me. And he answered that prayer, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Another step. Right. And, I mean, you know, we could talk for hours if I were just to recount steps. Mm -hmm. And it's not that God had never spoken to me before. And it's not that I was spiritually shallow. Right. But I was compared, you know, then compared to now. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of it is just the progression of maturity and taking the time to listen to God. Mm-hmm. Because I'd say God is speaking to each of us all the time. Mm-hmm. And whether we listen or not, or whether we respond or not, or for me, I think it's not that I wasn't hearing him or responding, but instead of my response being, that's a good idea, I'll do it tomorrow, mm-hmm. I started I was like, yes. Like in Psalm 27 where David's saying, I've heard you say in my heart, seek my face. And he says, your face, Lord, I will seek. Mm -hmm. And his immediate response. The immediate response. And I'm a procrastinator. And so Mm -hmm. I have all sorts of good ideas, which many of them are, I believe, are are the spirit nudging me and directing me. Mm And I'm like, yeah, and 
Right. I, I never accomplish it's it. It's so easy to let it go or be distracted or mm-hmm. move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. And, wow, can I, should, should I go on? Yeah, go on. Yeah. And that continued, and that was wonderful, and I continued doing more and more reading because in the the Lord's Prayer, I decided in, you know, in all this that I needed a deeper, broader understanding of God or even a broader vocabulary of hmm. who God is. Mm-hmm. In reading books on prayer, I read old prayers and when the Puritans prayed, they didn't just say, dear Lord, help me. They right. would say, Lord of the universe, creator of the world, mm. sustainer of life. They had such a depth of, mm. of vocabulary. And mm. I found myself thinking they're preaching to themselves when they pray to remind themselves of who God is mm-hmm. and what he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt like I needed to do that too. Right. And I think you mentioned to me earlier one of those ways was not just reading, but um, your hymn book. You'd pull out yeah. your hymn book, and that also. I brought the good old InterVarsity yeah. hymns too That's with me. Right. I yeah. decided to devotionally read through a hymnal, and I chose this one because it's short. <laughs> and I'm not done with it. Yeah. I mean, I've got bookmarks in it, but. God really spoke to me through meditatively reading through hymns. What is it about the hymns that hit you in a different place, that connected with your heart and your mind? I think it's probably a few things. One is it's a concentrated summary of theology. Yeah. And it's, I mean, hymns are poetry put to music Mm -hmm. and when one writes poetry and reads poetry you really get passion the passion you can sense it really Mm -hmm. passes emotion and Mm -hmm. and senses so i am feeling the passion Mm -hmm. of some of these really old people and these are songs that have been around for a hundred three hundred a thousand years and the things like that that have passed the test of time Mm have enduring truth and I think the third one is that I think we're we all have a heart that responds to music mm-hmm. and so when I was doing this I mean I do play the piano Randy play Randy plays the piano that's he, right we can see him on Sunday mornings. yes Sunday mornings yeah. he plays first service yeah maybe every other week but so sometimes I would sit down at the piano and play it I made myself a um, playlist on Spotify hmm and was listening to it. And I've heard people say that God sang the world into creation. All right, so Mandy, the Psalms have really been a place where you have soaked and marinated and it's helped deepen your relationship with the Lord. Um, And there's also been a book that has done a similar thing for you that you're going to share with us. It's called The Good and Beautiful God, but you'll tell us more about it in a minute. But I want to make sure the ladies know all the details. You'll be hosting a book study, study. not a discussion, but a study. It'll be, the first one is Thursday, June 9th at seven o'clock at church. And um, they just need to contact you if they want to go ahead and participate. We'll figure out how to get the books to them and all the details with that, but it will begin Thursday, June 9th at seven o'clock at church. 
so this book, and you can tell me the whole title of the book, um, has had an impact on you spiritually and on your spiritual journey, so much so that you are really inviting women to get a taste of this also because it's been so good for you and really deepened your relationship with the Lord. Tell me a little bit about the book and some of the impact it's had on you. Okay. The book, since you all can't see the title, it's called The Good and Beautiful God, Falling in Love with the God Jesus Knows. Written by James Brian Smith, InterVarsity Press. And I really love that subtitle, mm. Falling in Love with the God Jesus Knows. Mm-hmm. That's the, um, I'd say, the path God has been leading me on of falling in love with him, deepening my love, getting the knowledge that's in my head to sink down and take root into my heart. Mm -hmm. And the author says this book is a curriculum for Christ-likeness, that it's a, um, the focus is on the character of God and how to move into a life of intimacy with God. James, or Jim as he calls himself, deals with the false concepts and narratives we have of God and the true narratives that we can learn from looking at Jesus. Hmm. Do you have a specific chapter that's really um, memorable or significant for you that you want to share about? And each chapter you said has a different, a uh, couple different things. It talks yes. about false narratives. It talks about soul training. Can you tell us about that real quick? Sure. First, I'll tell you that the chapter that hit me the most when my husband and I went through this book last summer is the chapter on the self-sacrificing God. Mm. And I was just struck, overwhelmed by the depth of God's love for each one of us. The length that he is willing to go to to claim me, little old me, as his beloved daughter. Mm. And, you know, I've read all the verses. I may have memorized half of the verses and the thoughts, but I was just almost awestruck by, by mm. the deepening of my understanding. Mm. Um, one way the author helps to cement or embed these true narratives is by including a soul training exercise with each chapter that will help embed this narrative of Jesus more deeply into our hearts and our minds and our souls to help us see and understand life and the world and to understand God as Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Um, the soul training exercises vary from getting a good night's sleep in one chapter to spending time in nature. Mm-hmm or spending uh, five minutes of silence a day. Uh, the one that really helped me the most was reciting Psalm 23. Mm. Just going through it, meditating on the words. He recommends doing it when you're going to bed and when you're getting up so that the, um, he says, the narrative about the exceedingly generous God and letting the images wash over your mind to embed this 
truth about God into your soul so that your mind and your body will begin to be shaped by these words. Hmm. And that's the thing about the book. It's not like you want to rush through and you don't want to do two or three chapters a week because you want to yeah, marinate in it and read it and then process and live that out that week and then come back together and talk about what you learned, but then what did you do with what you learned, right? And how did that affect you? Yeah, and I think preparation time, because everyone always wants to know. Yeah. An hour, an hour and a half okay. for reading the chapter, thinking about it, and then doing the soul training exercise. Right. At the, when we get together, we will be going through the discussion guide that's at the back of the book. Okay. There's a guide for each chapter to help center our, and focus our attention on discussing the narratives and what it, what, what it means in our lives and looking at a scripture. Right. And so, not that I've ever done this, but you want to make sure you read that book early on so you have that week. This isn't a book you're going to just cram before you meet on Thursday nights. You want to read it a good week or so before so that you have time to read and process and then practice the soul well, training. As Randy and I figured out last summer, you, we decided we needed to read the soul training first uh, okay. so that you knew if we were going to meet in a week right? and you were supposed to journal something uh -huh. every day or meditate on Psalm 23 every day. Mm -hmm. If I waited till the afternoon before we're meeting to read it, I was right. like, oops. It, it wasn't it, effective. It wasn't, that was not helpful. Right. It's still better than not doing it, but, right, right. but we, we got caught okay. not, not working, not getting enough. I don't know, not, um, not starting early enough in the prep. Right. Right. And that's good to know. That's good to know. All right. Is there anything else you want to share with us about the book, Why Women Should Consider Joining You on Thursday Nights? Well, if you long for change, if you want to know God in a deeper, more intimate way, this is one opportunity, one way. Great. Well, thank you for doing that. I mean, I've gotten to see and hear your heart about how the Lord really has answered your prayer about um wanting more of him and how he's used this book too so i'm hoping and excited about women joining you i'm considering it as well so if you're interested go ahead and uh, mandy's in the directory or you can grab her on a sunday morning if you want to see the book or ask her more questions i'm sure she's more than happy to talk with you so that is for thursday night june 9th is the first one and if you have any questions, go ahead and contact Mandy. I'm sure she'll, she'll want to talk with you. And then as I end our podcasts, I always ask, like to ask a question. So Mandy, what is something that you're really looking forward to this summer? Jenny, I think this summer I'm looking forward to reconnecting mm. with old friends, connecting with new friends after this last, what, two plus years right. of yeah. COVID and uncertainty, I just really feel the need of being in community with other people. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of people out there wanting to connect and reconnect um, because it feels like it's been a long time. 
Yeah, feels like it's been a long time. Well, thank you for joining me. This has been fun, and I look forward to hearing um, about the book study. <laughs>